time that I've walked, not even before that, uh, when I wanted to start lifting weights, I think I had some level of body dysmorphia. I wanted to start working out when I was, shit, seven or eight. Because I wanted to look like the guys in um, in the, uh, in wrestling. Because I I was a huge wrestling fan when I was a kid. I still am, but uh, but I would see like fucking Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. Hulk and, Hogan, how old are you? Huh? How old are you? No, no. no listen, Hulk <laughs> Hogan started from like late seventies, and then he didn't he didn't retire till like the mid two thousands. So he had a long ass fucking uh. career. But when I was a kid growing up, when I was like, yeah, like six, seven, eight years old, and I would see him. He picked like the wrestler with the worst body to idolize. <laughs> well, I mean, I just, I just look at the fucking size of him. I looked at the size and the, 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 the beautiful receding hairline. No, 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 no. He always nice had that. No, no, no. The, the rubbery tan that he had on going on. <laughs> um, um, but like, but guys like that. So like all these wrestlers, fucking. Steve Austin and fucking The Rock and shit like that. I wanted to grow up and fucking be that big. Um, because looking at myself at that time, looking at myself in the mirror, I wasn't uh, pretty pleased with it. I wasn't satisfied with it. Cause How old were you shit. when this started happening? So I, I wanted to start lifting weights when I was... Like uh, I don't know, like me, like seven or eight years old. I wanted to start lifting weights, but I didn't do it because uh, I I didn't have access to it. I didn't know who to fucking to to teach, who's gonna teach me. I didn't know where to go. But um, and I'm seven and eight, so like I don't know where to fucking go, where to start, you know. Um, but I really wanted like I started dedicating myself when I was what maybe like fourteen. 15 years old to work out buying, yeah to working out so i bought like the magazines you know so i bought like uh what was it like there's this flex and men's health and yeah like men's health flex stuff like that and i started looking through there and then they have like they, they have like free little workout you know programs and shit done and uh that these 300 pound bodybuilders supposedly yeah. doing to get to that side like, oh <laughs> i want to look like that guy what I mean, I think the only reason why I wanted to do it is just because I wanted to get girls. That's all I, mean, I yeah. saw, you know? Why do, why do men say. do anything? Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? I mean, that's the only reason why you want to do it now. But, I mean, at that time, yeah, I just wanted to get, you know, uh, um, pretty much because that's what they sell, right? I mean, you go in there, you get the cover, and you, guy, you see this guy shirtless, and you have these two attractive women hanging off of him. So, I'm like, you know what? This guy has it. Let me see what he does. And you flip it. And you got the answers, right? I think I got it here. So, um, and I started doing that. And then just because, I mean, I didn't like what I was seeing. I didn't get the 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 attract. Uh, I didn't get the attention that I was getting that I wanted. That I would see other women go towards in my in my school. This they is what you were in high school, though. Nah, yeah, so like 14, 15, okay, so okay. all the girls would go we're, to... We're no longer thir- talking about third grade. You were no, so not <laughs> anymore. No, 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 So like 14, yeah, so like, yeah, like four, 13, 14 years old, around that age. Because uh, I, all I saw was the girls going towards the jocks, 
the guys that played football, the guys that played basketball, the guys that already had abs and shit, that fucking mm-hmm. work out fucking with their shirt off and shit like that. I had no confidence in myself to take my shirt off at that time. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's when my shit started. And so where did you go from there then? So when I, so, <laughs> so I saw the workouts that they had on that magazine and I didn't have money. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't have access to a gym. I didn't have money to go to a gym. So I got these. Uh, <laughs> you know the little powder coated dumbbells. You know they're. Um, I got these tens, right? These blue ones. That's all I had. The little baby blue ones. So yeah, <laughs> that's all. That's all. So that's all I had. So I was just follow what the program was telling me to do. So, uh, you know, three sets of bench press, uh, eight to 12 repetitions. They didn't tell you exactly how much weight or any of that shit. So all I was doing is just lying in my bed, right? And then just fucking doing that shit. Like, yeah, I'm doing such like, a good okay. job. We're working you know, hard. You know, I see my chest moving, right? I'm seeing my chest moving. So, uh, and that's what I did for the fucking longest time. That's all I had was those blue did it work Powder. at all? I mean, could you? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> it did not work. I was, and that's what, that was a big thing for me at that time. I wanted to get the big, massive shoulders and arms. That was my thing. That was my look. I wanted like the big, broad, bolder shoulders and the big, massive arms. I, I, mean, I think that's every guy's like. Mm, a lot of, from what I've talked to, I've, guys just, they want to get a big, massive chest and yeah, and chest and arms. Um, so, and then they want to get the abs and shit like that. But yeah, so I, I think that, so when I talk to like new clients and stuff like that, most guys think that what they're looking at when they see a person, a dude's outline, oh, it's yeah. big chest, big back. And then once you start to really like talk to them, they realize the look comes from the shape of the shoulders, arms, a little bit of the chest in the front and top, but mm-hmm. shoulders and arms is really where that look, yeah. that muscular and like that muscular look. But don't forget the legs. Well, Nobody looks at your legs. No. Well, oh, that is nowadays, not true. Nowadays, nowadays, well, I'll tell you a few stories about that shit nowadays. But uh, at that time, uh, all I did was uh, um, following the program with those dumbbells, doing a bunch of fucking bicep curls, uh, tricep kickbacks, doing all that shit. And, but I didn't feel anything in that rep range that they wanted me to do. So I started going up to 15. I started going up to 20. I started going up to 25. I started feeling it a little bit in my arms and everything. But like literally every single day I would do that shit. Started buying every, tighter shirts. And every, no, no, and every single day I would go and flex in the mirror and trying to see if I can have any muscle popping out in my arms. I would just start flexing for my life and nothing. Get fucking fucking so i was so disappointed that i i thought i was a failure this shit doesn't fucking work it's bullshit and i think just ever since then i felt fucking stupid and, and i didn't pick up a weight till shit maybe like three years later after that but just uh but yeah i wasn't gonna be the one um uh wearing tighter shirts or uh at that time, no, there was no affliction shirts. I was wearing like uh, the long white tees and shit, the long white tees and 
And, uh, you know, I was more of a hip hop head. So I was dressing more like that. You had the three different color the shirts. The G unit shirts. Later. And fucking <laughs> I was wearing the G unit shirts. Uh, do you remember when people would wear the three different shirts layered and they would make so, sure yeah, the so bottom I would do that. of it? Like, yeah, yeah. So I would do that. That was a girl so, and a guy thing. So I would, yeah, I would wear the, the long, rubber bands I would, wear, your... I would wear the long white tees. <laughs> so I would wear the long white tees and I would wear my other shirt that was a different color that would be matching with my, with my sneakers and my hat. Of course. And did you have a rubber bands on your jeans? I, yeah. I had rubber bands on my jeans. I yeah, I scrunched it oh, up and then and, and and do that shit. I never had cool enough shoes to do that. Never had cool enough shoes. Yeah, I had, all I had was I some, was trying to hide my shoes. I was like, what kind of shoes were you wearing? Were some bell bottoms, like or some playlist type shit. Oh yeah, I was just wearing some uh, some uh, shell toes, so Adidas shell toes, or like uh, yes. you don't know what those are. No. Like the oh, little Adidas, they're old school. They have oh, the little oh, shells. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I got you. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. On the toe box. I've never heard them as shell toes, but I get it. Yeah. The that's what we sense. grew. That's what we talked about in the hood. That's how we called them, the shell toes. And, <laughs> and, um, and Air Force ones. That's what, I, that's what I would wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, but I think that's when it all started, like around 14, 15 years old. And to this day... I'm still battling it. I mean, I think I have a, 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 a somewhat of a. I think I have a way better control of it now. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's, I it's, mean, when it's it starts that young, it it becomes ingrained in you, and it's always a fight trying to work back from that or work I, up from is it. it. But is it, is it that you that you think you can do better than where you are now? Right, like you think that you can get yourself to a place where you look and f- feel better, or is it literally that when you look in the mirror? You see a fat fucking David looking I back think it's at a you. mixture of both. Okay. So I it's think like, it's a mixture of both. It's like, okay, I walk in the gym and I'm like, all right, I want to get this a little bit bigger. I want to work on that. So we're going to do this. And then, so every morning I, w- I wake up in the morning, I go to my bathroom, uh, I'm getting ready for the day and I'll look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, dude, you're doing a good job. Keep it up. Right. Just a little pick me up. Right. And then but on the inside, you're like, you're but a no, fat no, 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 no. Piece of shit. So I'll walk Give it down. A little flex. No, no, no. So I'll walk down. Oh, I don't need no flex. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I can see all my muscles now. <laughs> but um, uh, I'll walk downstairs and I'll go into that bathroom. And then I'm like, what the fuck have you been doing this whole entire time? You piece of shit. This, we need a this, fucking- this, one has a, this one has you closer to the mirror, though, right? Than yours. You're a little further back. Well, I'm not, I'm not super further back. I mean, I'm still like, I guess, like the same. Because the, the lighting angle really does make I know, a huge difference. I know, I know, I know the lighting. I know the different kinds of mirrors, the 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 angles. I know all that shit makes a huge difference. But I don't give a shit. I mean, all the, I see is what I see. The bathroom you know? in my room, the mirror there. That's my real mirror. That's mm-hmm. where I look the best. But in my other bathroom, that's smaller. <laughs> that I'm closer mm-hmm. to the mirror, so it changes the angle of the lights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I stay out of that bathroom. So, <laughs> so, so you know what mir- what kind of uh, mirrors I own, uh, uh, windows, mirrors, whatever, um, that I like to look at myself at is like car um, yeah, windows. <laughs> I was like, like dude, you're you look, walking through parking lots. You're looking like, like, dog, you're looking fucking You do thick. look really good you, in, you those look, in those windows, in those yeah. windows right? Because everything just a little bit more wider, mm-hmm. a little bit more thicker and shit. A little so bit darker like, and tan. No, so I'm like, 
Like, I'm gonna you know, get one of these in my house. <laughs> like, just fill my house up with fucking car, car windows. <laughs> I will say though, at EOS, there's one spot by the like dumbbells. Mm. I think it's like the third or fourth bench in, and it is the best lighting in the world. Like yeah. No, so it's I don't tend to look at myself when I'm working out. I would rather not, unless I'm doing like big lifts. But uh, that is the one spot where if I like catch myself walking with dumbbells and it's like, oh, that's okay. You know what? <laughs> yeah. Or like at Lifetime, the, um, I think it's like Studio One. Great lighting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's where everybody does the posing and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's uh, where I would take all my clients and just, and throw, then them just start throw them in there. So, look how good you look. So what do you think you, you, uh, started developing or started noticing or just, uh, not happy on what you you saw in the uh on in well on yourself your your physical presence um and then you started wanting or wanting to start going to the gym i mean so mine started a little bit differently just because so my parents were assholes and they used to call me fat and like big head and all sorts of like i got those two mean, <laughs> i got those mean two. names and i not feel about like my, not about my parents but, <laughs> but like all my friends and shit cousins so i feel like that put it in my head more uh-huh. than it actually me being like unsatisfied with what i look like but i mean uh-huh. when i was a kid i used to see those people and be like oh that'd be cool to like but i never like thought to like actually try to do anything about it and then in high school like i think senior year i got with a friend and we started running during the summer but that was about it it wasn't until I joined the army and met this little bodybuilder dude that I really got into the whole like wanting to lift. I mean, uh, before the army, I tried to get in shape. But why did you want it to start running or why did you want it to start lifting, though? It's because Girls. of those. But I mean, the, I mean, I think it started from what you're saying, having those uh, uh, having that shit implanted in you about, you know, how the way you looked, you wanted to make a change by. You know, subconsciously, I think it was more than anything that you wanted to go ahead, lose weight because you were growing up chubby or uh, like in order to so get I mean, girls. Because I mean, who, uh, yeah, because yeah, I mean, yeah, what same. girl? So I mean, what girl in our in our heads wants to go out with a big headed uh, fat, fat ass? Yeah. A big headed fat girl. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. but was that what you were going but for? But that's what you no. were going for. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I mean, subconsciously, I think that's where, you know, it all started, you know? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it was between junior and senior year I started doing the running thing. I didn't want to be a senior and still like look the same as I did yeah. the entire time. And I was thinking about joining the military and all that. So mm-hmm. started getting into it. But I mean, as far as like picking myself apart, I do that now, but not necessarily because I feel like, like I told you, I'm perfect. But uh, yeah, there I do think that I, I do think that for my own standards, face. <laughs> you say that. take after Miley Cyrus. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> I gotta work it. <laughs> That's not true because I'm perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, so like at this point, like if I do like do anything like that, like picking myself apart, it's more because like I know that I could do better, and mm-hmm. I know that like if I'm not. Like, I'm not pushing myself as hard as I could be, or I'm not doing it at 100%. Like, to get where I'm at now, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm definitely, like, a genuine, like, half-asser. So, mm-hmm. like, everything I do is kind of just half-assed. But I usually get really good results. Like, you know, my fitness, like, I half-ass eating well, and then I half-ass but I mean, my workouts. That, but, 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 I mean, that's combination. Fun, but I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it. If you could do the less amount of work and get the results that you're right. looking for, right, then right. why not? You know, I mean, I don't think necessarily you have to go be going to the gym like I do six days a week 
doing in the gym two hours a day and being super strict to get the results yeah, that you want. You know, I don't think you need to do yeah, all not that. Not everybody so, has I mean, the same goal. Yeah, so not everybody has the same goal. Not everybody has the same genetics, uh, the way our bodies work. So if you're able to, I don't see anything wrong with that shit. Yeah. If you can half-ass things and get the results that you want, then, you know, and by then, all you means. Know, like, I, I self-images you. I mean, I guess it's I've had the same as everybody else. I don't think I've ever been, like, extra about it or anything like that. Um, Let me ask both of you, though. Are I feel like, and maybe... I don't know if I'm interpreting this correctly, but I feel like, Rodrigo, you're more of an intrinsic type of self-motivator to get things done, to learn things, to research versus, David, I just at least like as far as fitness goes, you need that extrinsic motivation of like looking at yourself in the mirror or seeing heavier weights to lift to get you going. Are you more of an intrinsic person or extrinsic for both of you? I think it's a little bit of both. Because I think a that's... Little bit. It, how you are there has so much to do with how you grew up and what your self images were there. Cause that's, I mean, if you don't have a good, uh, yeah, I hundred percent agree with know? that because my parents were never like the type of like supporting and stuff like that. So, so was, I had to support myself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it had to become, it had to come from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both for me too. I mean, from, I mean, just building your businesses and everything on your own, like that's so much self-motivation, intrinsic motivation right there. But it's, I don't, I'm kind of getting like, you're like in the middle. You need a little bit of both. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, even when, when it comes to like building up my business, you know, I had a, I I like to surround my, my, myself with people that are just as motivated as I am, or you have the same kind of work ethic as I am, because that fuels me too. Because they're, I don't know if people that would agree with this, but with, with the people that I, I look up to or the people that I surround myself with, uh, I always see them a few steps ahead of me. So in my head, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm trying to catch up to these people. I'm trying to put in the work so I can get to their level. You know, So that's the kind of people that I always try to put myself around. Uh, I never try to put myself around with people where, they have no motivation. They have nothing going on. I have. I don't want to be at your level. I'm trying to stay away as much away from you as possible. And I have friends like that. And there's nothing wrong with you know having friends like that. I mean, I I I mean, still hang out with them. I still hang uh, hang out with them, talk to them. But I just I don't see myself surrounding myself with those kind of people. And if the and if I do find out that those people are are like that, then I, I try to limit myself like unmotivated you mean yeah like people that are unmotivated just not you know not trying to step up their game up a little bit not saying that you're trying to be a fucking take over the world or anything but to have some kind of progression that's what i like to see with Mm. people you know that's what kind of motivates me i would highly disagree I would that's say just, so. That's that's for me though. That's what like motivates me. That's what you know gets me going. I'm saying though. I think like it may be a touchy subject, especially right now. But with COVID, with everybody being on unemployment, mm. you can kind of see. I mean, you could always see the separation of like who's living off of unemployment because they need it and they're still trying to work and live and mm-hmm. make something happen. And then there's the people who are taking unemployment and not putting in the work to try oh, yeah. and better themselves. I know I know plenty of people like that. Yeah. Plenty of people there are taking but, advantage of this shit. And then they're over there panicking because these uh, stimulus, 600, you know, 600 yeah. that shit's going to be gone. I mean, right. But that's the thing is that like, and this is kind of 
going off topic, but so in our society, like you're going to work your entire, especially in the United States, which is why I want to leave, uh, in the United States, you're going to work or you're going to live to work, not work to live, right? Your entire life is based around your job and what you're doing for work and whether or not you're making enough money to pay your bills and all that stuff, fun or anything else other than on a, a, like that you want anything enjoyable is like on the side an afterthought right so right now some of these people that have never had a chance to just relax and you know take some time to themselves and not necessarily be grinding and working on stuff but i don't think that's like and sure so i mean you could call it lazy or whatever you want but you know what like after 30 years of the same miserable fucking life over and over again going to the same job doing the same thing over and over again you're tired of it and you want to take a break but i mean some people honestly some people enjoy that shit they love fucking having some kind of routine and and having just a regular nine to five they're pleased with that shit so i mean by all means if you if that's your thing go for it you know i don't i don't i don't you know i don't judge or or like who the fuck am I to tell you, you know, that you're wrong and you know, yeah, you're not happy at what your situation right. is. And then I think that when you, you know, we call it, we have body dysmorphia, but we don't talk about like a, I don't know what you would even call it, like a dysmorphia of your house or your living. And like, you know, some people look at their piece of shit car or their piece of shit house and they fucking feel horrible about it and stuff like that. And I think it's it's almost like the same thing. It's a self image issue. Some yeah. people are chasing. Oh, yeah. Some people are chasing the chasing the self image that they think is going to be created by money and cars, or some people think it's going to be created by having muscles and stuff like that. But it's all honestly going to, it's coming from inside of you and, well, and it's you all yourself. social media and public influence yeah. now too. Cause there's so much out there that if you're con- if you're on social media at all, whether it's news or Twitter or Instagram, you're influenced by that every single day to expect to be a certain way or to look a certain way or to be established to a certain so, point. So, Courtney, you are younger than us. So, you growing up, yeah, she's a little bit younger than us. She's like, what? Mid- yeah, she's 26. So, 10 years ago, uh, social media was, you know, not even in its infancy, but um, it, it was, was, it was, it was like... We were past the age of MySpace 10 years ago, or like right at the end of MySpace. So, end of yeah. MySpace, the beginning of Twitter, or? Uh, beginning of Instagram, I guess. Yeah, something yeah. like that, right? So, did did that, uh, that I started for you when it comes to like a uh, level of body? Oh, yeah. Was that? Oh, yeah. Mine, mine for sure started. So, with my dad, um, he's always been like a very athletic, thin, uh, good-looking dude and he not to sound bad or talk ill about him but he just has that expectation of the people he surrounds himself with not expectation that sounds terrible but it just that's again being influenced by the people from his childhood by being in athletics whatever is just you expect a certain thing so we were put in sports and we were expected to be a certain way. And then having an Asian mom, you're expected to do so good in school and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was that pressure from him, I think, that started my need to do better in athletics. And then athletics being in soccer, I think, was where the body dysmorphia started. Yeah, And it wasn't like... It wasn't extreme by any means, but it was 
I'm going to play soccer and all the soccer girls are lean, can run multiple miles without, you know, having issues. I'm not a long distance runner. I'm a sprinter. Um, and they all have big butts and, you know, comes with the territory. Um, but that was kind of my expectation and my goal internally and externally was to get there. And then being involved in athletics continued even till now of you're expected to establish a certain thing, compete, and when you compete, you compete to win um, or to achieve some sort of a goal. So that's, I think that mine is more so kind of like what, what Rodrigo was saying, more of like a mental dysmorphia versus a body dysmorphia. Like I'm okay with myself right now. I know that things can be better or I can work harder, but as far as like, I, I guess where, where I'm trying to go is I, I know I can be better and I can push myself to be better if I want mm-hmm. to, but kind of going back to that, like I don't need to thing. Okay. So you like got, I'm content. You're content with it. Yes. Okay. It took a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 12 13 years but, but you're the only one that's here that that's competed before and yeah. i know a lot of women that have competed before their body dysmorphia just blew up yeah um did you go through any of that shit when you were competing oh 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. and even still and to even, like, even uh but i mean it sounds like you have it pretty uh yeah managed now yeah i but, can tell where like but did it take a long time for you to be able to get to the place that you're at today yeah after the uh, competitions oh yeah i mean my last competition was 2000 end of 2016 mm-hmm. so it's been since then that i've had to work at it yeah um but even still like if you ever talk to competitors they'll say like yeah i'm getting the competition itch if they go too long without competing yeah. And every time you have to fight that is when that body dysmorphia comes back. And I can't think of anything else worse than getting on uh, on stage in a bikini and having and then having being or being, yeah, being judged. Uh, I can't even imagine what you guys go through mentally, emotionally when uh, you have people like that, you know. I think it was a, I think it's, I'm not going to say everybody should experience it, but it was a good experience to really be stripped down to the core mm-hmm. and then have to bring yourself back up. Yeah. Now, it wasn't healthy, but no. it was a good experience that made me okay with where but I'm yeah, at Yeah, you're now. glad what you went through because you're at, you know, you're the person that you are today. I mean, I think that when you, when you, like I've been single digit percent body fats. I've been big and bulky. I've been super strong. I've been, you know, I've done where I can, you know, run miles straight and stuff like that. And I've gone through all these different like experiences with my fitness. And I feel like that's when you really start to realize that like, I mean, when you're lean and single digit percent body fat or when you're fucking 20 something percent body fat, you're still the same person. And I mean, it's not really, it's just a, the body's going to deteriorate eventually anyway. So learning yeah. to just attach yourself from that image is 
So that's the, the hard thing. And best. And that's where I'm at now. So that's where. The, so that's what the hard thing is. Is like trying to detach yourself. And I honestly, when you're, I think when you're younger too, it's a lot yeah, harder because so, you don't see the changes. Like when you're 50 and 60, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like your body literally no longer looks like it used mm-hmm. to. So you have no choice but to detach yourself from the image. When well, you're in I mean, your 20s and 30s, you still maintain. It's a well, very similar from image. from from what I've from the people that I've talked to, my clients. They're all, you know, a little bit older and they still have that image of looking the way they looked in high school or when they were in their early 20s. In their yeah, in their prime. And, and what, they're still and chasing hard, that? They're still chasing that. And then a lot of people, well, I mean, it sucks, and it's, but it's true. A lot, you need to a lot refer of them go, to a psychologist. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think we all, have to, we all have to refer ourselves to a psychologist in some way. But uh, I mean, I just feel like you shouldn't be at 50, 60 and still think that you're gonna anywhere near but i mean even like my dad is like that now he's 58 years old is he chasing is he chasing like his perfection for 58 or is he chasing the perfection that he had when he was in high school because he has the idea of in high school and college i weighed 180 pounds so if he gains weight from not exercising or from drinking or doing whatever his ideal weight loss will always be 180 pounds no matter which starting weight he's at that's where he knew that he was at his prime and at his peak so that's what he's chasing he doesn't necessarily do the same like fitness regimens to get there his diet is despite having me as a daughter he doesn't listen to me because (laughs) that's what family's for yeah (laughs) but he understands that like what 180 at 58 years old versus 180 at 19 years old is right he, so that's no yeah. and from what i've yeah i have people like that they're the same exact way um they think they can get back to that level of uh or their prime i mean if they figure that out they could sell that for millions well yeah of course but i mean they don't want to listen to us I mean, I mean that's like if you if somebody comes in and tells you i want to lose 30 pounds in two months and you tell them, no, that's impossible. If they are stuck on that goal, as I know we've all figured and yeah. come across before, if they're stuck on that goal and you tell them no. And there's nothing that you can say or do. Yeah. Like it's, and it just, it doesn't it get through doesn't. their head a lot of the time. If you give them small goals and break it down, some people are more willing. And I have, I mean, that's how we end up with the clients that we do, right? Mm-hmm. Because we give them realistic goals. Mm-hmm. But for those, there's just some people that aren't going to be convinced of that and it, yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, and I'm pretty sure you've talked to those those clients where, well, I used to be able to eat this, and I would be fucking perfectly fine. Now I, I mean, eat I'm this honest. shit. I'm a hundred percent. I'm like, look, yeah, man, we're you're all fucking forty something years old now. That shit is not gonna happen. Yeah, and we're all honest, and we and we we tell them. But I mean, people are gonna want to hear what they want to hear, and that's, so that's why you tell them what they need to hear. No, you tell them <laughs> what they need. You need to hear, but. You know, like I said, they're going to, and I think we all are, all of us are like this in some kind of way. We're going to just pick and choose what we want to hear because that's what we want to hear. That's the thing that we want to believe just because we have that belief so strong. Self-confirming bias. Yeah. And and it's a real thing. So, I mean, that's, it's a, it's a struggle. And, um, but I mean, I think that, and I think that that's one place where if I was going to pat myself on the back is that. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to like let go of what I 
attaching who I am to what I look like. Because you could lose, like I have a client that, that's why I'm going to say it, he's missing a leg. He lost his leg uh, mm. like a year ago. And uh, like you could lose a limb. Like your face could get burnt tomorrow and you not look anywhere near that. And if you're so attached to that image of yourself that you can't like move past the fact that you've lost it, that's where people become like suicidal and stuff like that when they re- when they receive those injuries like the missing a leg, missing an arm, you know, something happens to your face, you know, things like that. You know, you start to you become depressed and stuff like that because you're so attached to that self-image that you have. Yeah. So so you say you have like a good manage of it now? Yeah, and I've I've so like literally how, how, over the last few months I've tried to focus on So what are you what have you been doing to let it go body, and just letting and my just, body fluctuate and just kind of like being okay with like oh you know this month i'm a little bit higher in body fat oh this month i'm a little bit lower leaner and i've even thought about seeing if i could like get like thinner like lose some of the muscle because i i do know that i probably am a little bit attached attached to the muscular look that i have so i've thought about you know taking it down to being thin and then adding the muscle back and you know changing the way that my body looks and stuff like that and i think to me that's helped me because the more you change yourself to not only do you get experience and okay you've experienced having the muscle you've experienced being skinny you've experienced this weight that weight you gotta get to feel feel where you feel good for yourself but also you get to kind of get rid of that like attachment to the way that you look so do you go when you are trying to detach or think about getting thinner bigger whatever do you go based off of numbers do you go based off of where your mental state is what do you go based off of yeah, or just if you're, because you said you're trying to detach. Yeah, and yeah. so like right now, like I'm trying not to worry about as much about as much, how much muscle I have on me and just kind of like how I feel. Yeah. Uh, when I, once I, maybe if I cycle back through and get back into the whole like building muscle and stuff like that, maybe I'll switch it up to some other metric or something like that. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm just trying to base it off how I feel. And I'm also trying to do a handstand. I've never done a handstand. So... <sighs> Yeah. I love it. You like you like handstands. You're a I big love fan handstands. Hand yeah. yeah, there's a whole. I follow a girl on YouTube, and she does a whole like 101 breaks it down. So yeah, From <laughs> so handstands? much core strength. You have to you have to like work your core strength before you even start playing with the handstand. Shoulder right. mobility, being mm-hmm. able to stack your wrists, elbow, and shoulder on top of each other. Breathing. Without, yeah, yeah. And then well, that sure. scapular retraction, like being able to really, yeah. That's what gets me. And hold that there. You're not wow. good at scapular retraction? Mm-mm. No. I mean, I've, I've dislocated my shoulders so much. Oh, shit. It's, yeah. Oh, shit. Not from handstanding, from back in the day. She's in a handstand and it, it just pops up. Yeah. <laughs> it's been six years since my last dislocation, so How many I think times I'm have okay. you dislocated? Um, do you do your L's and... Yeah. Oh, I've seen her doing them <laughs> every yeah. time. Um, but since my dad actually dislocated my shoulders three times when I was younger by doing like swinging me around by my arms, oh, you know, like shit. my parents Plane? do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Still did it again and then again. He so, didn't learn like, after the first second. Is the first second time? <laughs> no. Well, I think it was always like. Daddy, pick me up. Daddy, yeah, spin yeah, me, yeah. you know? Till child services knocks on your door. But probably like 10 to 15 times yeah. between the two shoulders, oh, mostly shit. with my left. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's you, crazy. Do you have like loose joints so naturally? Like, um, I did when I was younger. Yeah. <clears throat> like I would get really, well, I had really bad tennis elbow. Um, I can 
hyperextend yeah, yeah. my knees yeah. and elbows. So I, I didn't, I didn't like I, I recently learned that that's a thing, man. Some people just have easier, their joints just come out of the socket easier yeah. than other people. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> Happens. Yeah, I'm like, that's just weird. get used to it. There's some people that I, you can like watch them just dislocate their thumbs oh, and yeah. control Especially them. people who have broken their fingers a lot. Oh, like God. Doing weird stuff with mm-hmm. it. So, Courtney, what have you been doing as of late to manage? I was like, I've been, I've been moving and packing. <laughs> <laughs> so, to, to manage, to, to manage your, uh, uh, body image issues. That's actually to me a perfect time to do it because now you know that for the next couple of weeks and maybe the last couple of weeks, you haven't been hitting the gym as hard and stuff like that. So your body is going to go through these changes that you don't want them to. And then just being able to be okay with the fact that you're not. Yeah. How, yeah. Since you, you said you're a lot more comfortable with it now, the way yeah. your body, it looks, how, how did you get to that point? Um, honestly, I think I just put other things higher up as far as importance goes. So my education, spending time with my dogs, um, the i know i Those love my dogs. puppies i just love them so much um but yeah doing doing things that i enjoyed the type of fitness that i was doing has really changed and since quarantine really like i'll go out and cycle because i it would sit there and gather dust for months at a time and then i take it out every once in a while but i'll go out you have and one cycle. of those like super expensive cycling bikes my dad won it um in a raffle oh damn oh, nice yeah cool. That's so cool. yes, but we didn't purchase it. <laughs> um, I always think that's funny when you see people's garages have like three or four, like four thousand dollar bikes, and I'm like, man, do you use them? No, yeah, they're just sitting there. I think that's the problem is we didn't buy it, so I was like, okay, I'll just use it occasionally, mm-hmm. and now I'm starting to realize it's it's time to use it. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just I would cycle, um, did garage workouts, stuff where I wasn't. Focus more on performance. Yeah, based instead of numbers. And then numbers. Because the numbers are what just puts you into this endless cycle of OCD. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's not. That's where a lot of guys screw up their joints and stuff too because they're constantly chasing these numbers that they were benching or squatting or Mm -hmm. deadlifting when they were younger. And I'm like, bro, it's been 30 years. Yeah, and when you take time off too, like Mm -hmm. the patience is just not there to Mm -hmm. get to where you were if that's your goal. And then yeah. see, that's another thing where I think that I've learned over like letting myself go up and down and changing goals and you yeah. know, switching and stuff like that is that all those other like bodies or body types that you've achieved before, you can achieve them again. Mm-hmm. Now, again, you're going to have to be kind of like a realistic based on if it was, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. You're not necessarily going to look exactly like that, mm-hmm. but you know, you've already done it before. So doing it again, it's not that much that hard. And then as long as you have realistic expectations of yourself, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So. Practice makes, not perfect, but. Gets you better. Practice makes it easier, yeah. Yeah, it gets you better. And I think that that's what I've been doing now. So, and it's it's a constant battle for me because I feel like anybody that goes to the gym have some kind of body dysmorphia. Somewhat of, some level. Uh, of body dysmorphia anybody negative goes, or positive yeah negative or positive everybody that goes into that gym is trying to make themselves better and they're in their in their eyes they're trying to make themselves better because they're not happy and what they're at right now so everybody has some kind of body dysmorphia uh has if you want to find like the most insecure people go to a gym 
everybody in there has fucking insecurities. Go to a gym. I mean, um, everybody anywhere has insecurities. No, we we concentrated there. Yeah, it's concentrated in there, and you can tell to be like physical insecurities. Yes, that's that's a better Uh, explanation. I I guess so. Yeah, Uh, uh, but but normally physical insecurities stem from some sort of emotional, mental. But that's a whole nother. That's a whole other topic. But but uh, but um, but. Yeah, and I I think that's what I and I think it also has to do with age, you know, maturity and so maturity I, is the better. Yeah, so so me getting older, noticing like, all right, what the fuck am I doing? You know, do I really need to gain ten pounds of muscle all on my shoulders? Like, no. what's the goal after that? Right? It's just like this constant, endless, you know, cycle kind of thing. So having those kind of conversations with myself, um, picking apart, uh, uh, um, my performance in there. It's like, does anybody really care? Who fucking cares if you can deadlift, you know, four or five for 10 reps, who gives a shit if you can do, you know, three fifteen on bench fucking for 10 reps. Like no one gives a shit. And that's when I started like realizing like, you know what? No one gives a shit how you look. No one gives a shit what you do in the gym. They might give a shit for maybe like that one second, but they go back into what they were doing and they start worrying about their shit. And that split second that they do care about what you're doing, it's probably because they it's something that's gonna benefit them. Like they're like, yeah, oh, he's so doing they that. Admire. Maybe you can maybe so you can exactly. teach me something. And I get that can... and I used to get that a lot. You know, people would come up to me and like, Oh, you know, you're doing this and can you teach me to do this or do that? How are you able to get the uh, the body that you want, that body you have, what can I do and all that stuff? And that's cool to me. And I have people coming up to me and asking, you know, for advice, asking for help. But I think, yeah, just the maturity and having that discussion with myself, you know, if you get to this goal to where you want to be at, you know, what's next? You know, you're not going to keep going to the gym just to fucking maintain. I don't know anybody that does that shit. It it lasts for maybe like for For one fucking, just to maintain money. maintaining for a little while. But I mean, no, but like you said right now, like you want to do this and you want to do that. You want to fucking... Yeah, so I mean, you're trying to progress, and I think everybody that wants to go to the gym wants to progress in some kind of way. They don't just want to be stagnant, you yep. know. You just so, gotta find different ways to keep yourself. So that's what I was gonna go with. So it just me now. My focus is more on health, how I feel. I don't want to be fucking waking up with achy joints. Yeah. You know, I have people that are, you know that I talk to that are fucking younger than me that have had, you know strains and and fucking and and, and, uh torn pecs and you know torn biceps and doing all just because they want to ego lift ego lift or they're doing some stupid shit and you know they're doing uh four sets of 21s or some bullshit like that you know how many many times i see some dude just like he'll see his boy like benching some shit and he'll walk up and be like oh let me see if i can hit this yeah and i'm like bro like you're not even working that muscle you're wearing joint is like like you're wearing fucking jeans what the fuck are you doing those joints are not anywhere near warmed (laughs) up to try to hit that weight like you're just gonna walk up to it and do it but just you know like i said just having that conversation and just being like you know what you do you who gives a shit about what anybody else says? Look at the progress that you've been able to make from day one to where you're at today. You know, people are giving you fucking compliments. People are admiring you, asking you for help. 
what the fuck am I doing? Why do I need to fucking put on more muscle? Why do I need to do, you know, add an extra hundred pounds on my, on my bench? You know, does it really fucking matter at the end and of the day? One of the biggest things that I've gotten into lately and one, actually one of the things that led to me wanting to kind of tone down the size thing is there's this, they call it a bigger body, smaller brain, right? So like if you believe in evolution and stuff like that, animals with bigger bodies tend to have smaller brains because the body requires so much fuel that it can't also fuel a big brain. Human beings are the way that we are because we have a big brain and a smaller body in comparison, right? So the same is said when you when you have people who are overweight and when you're talking about 250, 300 pounds, your body now has to spend all this energy, right, that you're taking in to keep that muscle mass and keep that body that size, which means that it, theoretically, and that they do have some studies that show that this is true, it's, it robs from the energy that it takes to fuel the massive brain that the human body has. So you're saying that fat people are dumb. And big bodybuilders. That whole bronze, bronze no brains thing, that's, yeah, that comes that's from a real thing. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a real thing. So there you go. It's That's not all of it's cracked up and to it, be. And it's energy. That's what it is, energy. I know. I mean, it makes sense, though. Yeah. You know, it takes a lot of calories and a lot of energy for you to maintain that mass you know on you so um i think uh i think we gave some like really good advice and uh hopefully people that are listening to this that are suffering from this i mean we're not fucking doctors here so we're not telling you to do this the same exact shit that we do and then you'll be you know cured or anything but you know try it out see what you know what happens but um, yeah just be happy with yourself um you're beautiful inside and out don't worry about it you work on you and, and keep moving forward but don't eat that donut fat ass yeah don't be getting <laughs> oh fucking God. fat don't be fucking getting all fat and shit because according to rigo there's some science to prove this shit you're gonna be fucking stupid yeah so don't do it little brain you know just work on you or if you're gonna eat your donut and just make sure you have veggies to go with it. Yeah. Eat your protein. Eat your protein. It's all about balance. Yes, it's all about balance. It's perfect. Balance. Vegan donuts? Sure, why not? How was that, that apple? apple fritter How was, was that apple amazing. Yeah, what is see? it? That the apple fritter apple. when we took that photo shoot and she got that apple fritter. Oh, yeah. it was a vegan one? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. All right. It lasted All right. like three meals because nobody wanted to share it with me. That was a big fucking apple fritter. <laughs> it had one fuck. It was <laughs> they had to give one box for that apple fritter. That's right. I remember that box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that shit was a big one. But uh, all right, Rigo, you got anything to promote? Um, buff and basic love, <laughs> life, love, life, self-worth, self-worth. Courtney, anything to promote? Just being balanced and happy. Mm-hmm. You got to do you. You can't be worried about what everybody else thinks. Uh, and then uh, follow the Instagram. Follow Iron Stands Fitness on Instagram. Soon Facebook. I'm working all that stuff. And uh, yeah. And we'll talk to you guys next week. TikTok soon. Yes, TikTok soon. TikTok. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs>